Welcome to another edition of the Hologram News Network. This week, we cover a wide variety of topics, from Core Episode 3 to the possibility of arena-based PvP coming soon to the Unreal Engine 5 showroom. Also, Star Atlas turns 2 on January 14th, with special reveals to mark the occasion. For this week's special feature, Star Atlas team member Xcode joins us to discuss the galactic marketplace and some exciting upcoming features. Stay tuned, all this and more on today's episode. Once again, I'm your host, Kriggs, and you're listening to the Hologram News Network. First up for this week, CEO Michael Wagner discussed the future of Star Atlas in 2023 when he hinted at the potential for more iterative gameplay in quicker release cycles. While the announcement and content release was unofficial, this could mean we see smaller updates but in quicker cycles from Star Atlas. On the matter of Arena PvP, guest contributor Signal commented that this could mean we see a Battle Royale-like PvP coming to the showroom in the future. Looking towards future releases, Star Atlas released a trailer showing off a VR gameplay inside the Unreal Engine 5 showroom. The release of this trailer accompanied the second anniversary of the game, and in the trailer, the player character could be seen walking and flying what appeared to be a thimble lobby through space. Of note, Wagner stated that VR integration is still a long ways off, but is something the team is thinking about. With two weeks left in start sequence, an interesting tidbit regarding CSS Habitat player storage was revealed this week. Player storage in the game will likely be stackable, meaning that players that own multiple habitats will be able to combine their storage. Additionally, excess storage will likely be rentable to other players in the future, opening up new and interesting economic models for landowners. Lastly, turning to Star Atlas Core, Episode 3 was released this week. Gien and Moda continue their escapades amidst the Festival of Light. Star Atlas has modified their release schedule for future Core episodes by shifting release dates to the second Wednesday of every month. After the break, we delve into the Star Atlas Galactic Marketplace, what makes it run, and exciting things coming in the future. Our guest Xcode has the latest, but first, a quick word from our partners. This week's episode is brought to you by TikuBot. Automate your market buy and sell orders with ease and peace of mind. While you're away, TikuBot keeps your orders in play. Learn more at TikuBot.com. That's T-I-G-U-B-O-T.com. Tigubot, your market made ready. On this week's segment, we take a look at the updated Galactic Marketplace, its changes over the past year, and future improvements in production. As the main interface for all economic activity in Star Atlas, the Galactic Marketplace plays a vital role in the sustainment of the player-driven economy. Joining us for today's segment is Star Atlas Play Team Production Manager, Xcode. Hello, Craigs. How's it going? It's going well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing awesome. It's a, a pleasure and an honor to be here on your show today. I'm really excited. Hey, thank you for taking the time for being here today. Xcode, I want to start by briefly saying that it's an honor to have you here today. It was a little over a year ago that you made an appearance on Dowcast when Starless was still early in its score phase. Shortly thereafter, you applied for and received a job with Star Atlas. What drove you to apply for a job with the company? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the uh, Originally, I was looking for a way to monetize Fleet Pass, which was an app that uh, myself and a friend of mine had been working on um, through our guild. Um, and I had been, uh, I had just launched Fleet Pass. I had uh, 
was sitting in a class one day, a Web3 class on, on crypto trading, and um, someone from, from Rudnode, uh, they're a Solana RPC provider, or they were anyway, uh, they, were, they were on this call and they said, at the end of the class, they said, hey, is anybody building anything on Solana? Um, and I said, yeah, I, I, I just launched FleetPass, this, this Web3 tool for asset tracking. And so uh, I showed it to them and they said, hey, is, this, is this a Star Atlas tool? And I said, yeah, it is actually. And they said, I, I know the CTO at Star Atlas. Would you like me to, would you like me to hook you up with them? Like have a conversation, go out for coffee or something. And I said, yes, of course. I think that'd be awesome. Um, and, uh, within two or three days, uh, I was having a, you know, a discord session with, uh, with Jacob, the, uh, the, the CTO of Star Atlas. Um, and, you know, to make a long story short, we, we headed off. Uh, we talked a little bit about Fleet Pass and what the future of that was like. We talked about the metaverse that Star Atlas was building and uh, just, just how I could be part of that. And um, and at the end of the call, he said, "You know what? What if uh, what if you didn't have to work on Fleet Pass, or what if you could work on it full time and and we could help help pay for that?" And uh, I didn't really know what he was getting at at the time. And I, I said, well, what, like, what do you mean? What do you have in mind? Um, I was self-employed at the time, um, had kids and a family and all that stuff. And he said, you know what? What if we, you know, we're putting together this, this special team, this blockchain team. You know, what if you came and joined our, our team and was able to work on Star Atlas directly? And I said, yeah, like, like, of course, like that would be, that'd be awesome. Um, so... Um, you know, a few weeks later, the, the application came in, uh, to work as a, as a project manager. Um, you know, I, I have, I have project management experience on, on a smaller scale and, uh, and, and I thought, you know what, this would probably be a really, really good fit for, for my skill set. And, uh, we, we went ahead with it and, you know, the rest is history within, within a month I was onboarded on the team. Uh, we launched score the week I came on board and, um, you know, I began my my journey as a as a as a product manager here at Star Atlas. It's quite the introduction you had, especially to directly Jacob. And it seems like in your time at Star Atlas, you've managed to rise pretty pretty quickly, it seems, to manage the entire playstaratlas.com portfolio over the past year. What's it been like working for the company? You know what? It's been a wild ride. Um we came into the beginning of twenty twenty two at the top of a bull market, the, the, you know, the end of 2021 was really difficult for me. I had some health challenges. And so the transition to the new job was, was difficult. I was recovering from, from COVID, um, for a few weeks there, it was, it was, it was rough. It was, I don't know if anybody's gone through that, but for me in particular, it was pretty rough. But, um, after that few week introduction and, and getting our feet warm, we immediately landed on cream and, uh, for those that don't know, Cream was the predecessor to Sage, uh, Scream and Sage. And uh, so so I had taken on, or I'd been assigned the role of a project manager for either the um, mining or the crafting side of Cream. And that that was kind of up in the air. Um, and it went through a few iterations. And and then ultimately, we, we scrapped that product. And uh, one product manager took on what became Scream and... Uh, I was moved to the the polish team. Uh, there was a big need there for bug fixing, 
Um, as you guys might might remember, things were a little bumpy at the beginning of 2022. Um, so yeah, so I landed on the Polish team. Um, I had a lot of experience in customer service and and making web pages tick. And um, I feel a really strong connection with our community, having come from there. Um, and so I, I really strive to see our products meeting people's expectations. I want to see people happy using our our marketplace and our product. Um, and then ultimately that turned into taking on the what's now called the play the play team, which uh, uh, which began with the Galactic Marketplace. Um, so I, I didn't start the Galactic Marketplace project. I was onboarded to that project after the product launched, and uh, and it needed polish. The product was launched. Uh, as, as some of you might remember, there was a few or many un unfinished features, uh, but it was important to get that minimum viable product out, and I think we we did that quite well. And so we brought the Polish team over and dedicated all our time to Galactic Marketplace, and uh, that led to me taking on the rest of play.starless.com. So that includes the um, obviously the Galactic Market. Um, eventually, it became the graphic novel uh, reader, the gated reader. Anything Polish related remains with our team. Um, and now the the next thing that we're ch that we're doing, we're we're still adding features to the Galactic Marketplace. I'll get into that later. Uh, but the newer features coming out are the the upgrades to player profile and the dock platform, which um, enable which enable Sage uh, to be launched from there. So that is where I'm at right now. The Galactic Marketplace certainly has come a long way since its first launch over the summer. And in a short amount of time, we've seen many updates, like you mentioned. But it's not the marketplace that we've always had. Why was there a need for a new Galactic Marketplace? And really, what's the greater vision for the Galactic Marketplace? Yeah, so the greater vision is the key there. Um, originally, the marketplace was built on top of the Serum decks, and that has its roots in FTX. FTX um, built Serum um, and eventually settled on the Solana blockchain as the home for that product. Um, and it was tied very closely with the Radium decks and the Launchpad there. So I think there was this need for something more flexible. We implemented the, the Serum decks in a, in a textbook manner, and that meant we were limited to using their order book system. Um, and a lot of the UI and UX, the, the UX especially, is, is bound by what the technology underlying um, is actually capable of. So in order to move into this new marketplace, which has uh, multiple trading pairs that we control, um, that allows us to create reward systems like StarPath um, and, and actually create exchange pairs that are not just crypto pairs, but, but also tokens, um, that, that underlying functionality is there in the marketplace. And I think in the future, we want to make full use of all of those tools that we have um, it allowed us to to build the marketplace APIs into factory so that you can automate the 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 use of your systems using our on-chain tools and using our branded tools. Uh, I know that was important. Um, and now that's led to um, a number of a number of automated tools coming out. Um, but it also means that that we're you know we're expanding our on-chain tool set and uh, more people can use uh, the tools that we built. So, all that to say, um, had we still been on the Serum decks when the FTX collapse happened, 
there would have been a great effect there. We would have eventually serum was depreciated and uh, we would have been forced to build our own marketplace or at least fork the serum decks and move on from there at that point. So um, in hindsight, the, the, the move to a new marketplace saved us from all kinds of stress and headaches. Um, we took that, we took that process on early um, and it's paid off. It's paid off huge. It's allowed us to, uh, to implement the marketplace fees feature that we have, which is a core piece of our revenue generation right now. Um, and it will, it, and it will be like, it, it's one of these things where when, when outside investors look at our company or outside players or prospective companies that want to join our metaverse, they look at our fee structure and they think, wow, we've built this like stable revenue stream, uh, with our own tool set. And, uh, I think it shows a really mature product and, um, a really ambitious team, um, so those are some of the, those are some of the, the really, uh, you know, great things that have come from doing our own marketplace. Quite fortuitous that the team made the decision early on to build up their own marketplace. And as you discuss, really build this arena where the team can come in and, and set the tone, not only for the economy, but for really the community as well. And it makes it come and feel alive where players can partake in economic activity and certainly that will grow over time. Earlier, you mentioned upcoming features like player profiles and DAC tools. Last question, what's next for the Galactic Marketplace? Okay. Um, so for the Galactic Marketplace itself, uh, we have a few really cool features, um, some of them in review right now. So we, you should see these in the next few days. Uh, so we have a partnership that was announced last year with MoonPay. Um, that feature is now built into our wallet, our wallet app. Um, so there's a big overhaul being done on the, the wallet adapter and that that'll make it standard across product lines. So the DAO and play.staratlas.com will share the same wallet connect and that will include, um, MoonPay integration. So you won't have to leave our website to bring fiat into our ecosystem and convert to Solana and then ultimately to, um, to Atlas. Um, so we're, I'm really excited to have that, that MoonPay feature there. I think user onboarding has been the number one pain point for onboarding people into score. Um, it's a, it's a long, tedious process and you have to be really dedicated to, to playing score to, to get that up and running. And, um, we're doing everything that we can to make that process simpler. So key piece there is this onboarding through MoonPay. The second piece is our uh, partnership with Jupiter. Um, and, and that integration is finished as well. And so you'll be able to purchase Solana with Fiat right in our interface, um, and then immediately swap Solana to, to Atlas or USDC, um, head right into the marketplace and buy your first ship and then, um, or, or claim stake. And then you can stake those uh, in uh, in SCORE or this new program that we're building called SCORE Claim Stakes. So um, good segue there. The, the the next visible piece to to the platform that you'll see after the, the wallet upgrades will be this SCORE Claim Stakes program. Um, and it will be a lot like SCORE. We're taking a lot of the code from SCORE and reusing it. Um, and that's going to give Claim Stakes that are on sale now um, functionality. They'll be emitting resources instead of Atlas. So instead of putting resources in and getting Atlas out, you'll be 
staking your claim in this uh, this new copy of score, um, and then you'll get R4 as, a, as an emission. And, and the way that emissions rate works is uh, if you buy a tier one claim stake, you'll get enough resources for a extra small ship. Um, and then if you stake a tier two, it will be a small ship. And if you stake a tier three, it will emit enough resources for a medium ship and so on. Um, and that's just meant to, it's meant to be a, a bit of a bonus, um, as we hold you guys over until, um, until Sage launches and then the, the next version, actually, sorry, the next full version of Sage, um, will have functionality for those claims. Um, uh, then after that, or, or previous, like just before Sage launches, uh, on mainnet, you'll, you'll see a new player profiles, um, section coming out. That's going to allow you to, um, make the necessary blockchain changes to your account in order to play Sage, to put it, to put it simply. There's the long-term vision for that product is that you'll be able to manage all your keys there. Um, and that will open the door for product like ship lending. Um, it'll open the door for, um, a hardware wallet that you don't want to expose to Sage gameplay. You'll be able to assign that hardware wallet and those ships to a, um, a hot wallet, which can have, you know, movement control over that, over that hardware wallet. Right. Um, and so there's this separation of, of having to constantly access your, your hardware wallet to approve transactions. There's going to be this, um, this player profile will allow you to layer those, uh, those actions so that, so that a hot wallet can be given certain controls over a hardware wallet's assets, and you'll be able to link your, your accounts that way. Um, so, so that, that, again, that opens the doors for, for things like, like rentals and stuff that that's not going to be available in that first version, but you can see where it's going. Um, and then finally the DAC platform, um, which will come online, actually don't have any dates for the, the DAC platform, but, um, that's a future product that our team is, is starting to break ground on. Um, and, and, you know, keep in mind the, when, when things get to my team, this is like. UI and UX level stuff. Um, the blockchain programs for these have been uh, have been worked on for many months um, in a lot of cases, and um, it's only when we get the the resources across all pro you know product lines to work on them that that we actually start to touch them. And so we're talking now. My team is talking about like user interface, the actual designs, um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, order book history. This is a big one that people have been asking for for since the beginning of the marketplace, really. So, um, order book history is the designs are actually all finished. Uh, we're just looking at the best way to deliver the data uh, in the back end. So, um, we have a, a test system up and running. We have this like new API that we've built, um, and you're in a, in a week or two, you're going to be able to see. Um, your order book history from the beginning of this new marketplace, um, which includes all your buy and sell orders, uh, the prices that you paid for them, the dates, the timestamps and the transaction hashes and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that overhaul actually bring, brings with it a number of uh, UI changes that should make reading your orders much more simple and much cleaner. Um, we've done a lot of work to um, make decimal places consistent across across the market we've we've done a lot of work on the the table structures um and and also like putting putting currency icons right on each order 
you know, highlighting your own orders. Some some of those things have already come into play, but they're part of a, this broader overhaul of, of UI for for the marketplace. So there are actually quite a few changes that are marked um, for delivery, and I'm not exactly sure when that's going to happen, um, but likely likely in a, a week or two as well, sometime before the end of the month. I'm hoping so. That's the last big one. MoonPay and Jupyter integration certainly speak to the request for many of a easier onboarding process of traditional gamers and traditional users into the Starless ecosystem. Mining claim stakes are something that folks are certainly looking forward to, not only from a staking perspective, but also from a Sage gameplay utility perspective. For the DAC profiles portion, there will be additional tools available for guilds to use and uh, certainly exciting things for your team as they go through the future. And that, folks, concludes our feature segment for this week. Xcode, thank you for taking the time to be here today, and best of luck to you and your team on all the play.staralist.com projects. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And that concludes this week's episode. If you'd like today's news and coverage, be sure to like and subscribe to receive the Starless news that you need to stay one step ahead. Once again, I'm your host, Kriggs, and you've been listening to the Hologram News Network.